welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I am so super duper excited to be talking with you guys today. And I had no idea what I was going to call this sucker. <laughs> I had to just, I had to just ask my sweetie for help naming it. I still don't know what I'm going to call it, but I'm swinging somewhere in the ballpark of like universal signs. And I'm like, shit, I hope I haven't already done an episode called that. <laughs> but if I did, I'll have to get creative. But here's the deal. I wanted to be able to tell you a couple of really fun stories that also weave into it some like spiritual principles and ways of kind of how I look at the world and how I kind of navigate the world that I have found really helpful. And part of it is coming to a place of self-trust and faith and uh, trusting of whether you want to call it your inner teacher, your uh, Holy Spirit, gut instinct, intuition, spiritual team on the job, S-T-O-T-J, spiritual team. Um, I don't get hung up on things like that. The naming of things, the words, because words are just symbols of symbols. But I wanted to share some really fun stories and then, you know, allow you guys to, uh, whoever's listening, to pull from that uh, some things that might be helpful for you too. And um, so first I'm going to start by saying this. I have, if you saw, if you're, listen, if you're not on my newsletter, my email newsletter, I want to highly encourage you to get on that sucker because those folks are usually the ones who hear things first. They find out about all the fun shit, all the fun excitement uh, announcements and things like that when I'm doing retreats or events or whatever. And to get on that list, you just go to Karen Kenny, K-E-N-N-E-Y.com slash sign up and you can uh, also be one of the lucky ones to find out uh, what what's shaking, what's going down. So one of the most recent things that I sent out was an email letting people know about my new space, my little studio. Now, some of you may or may not know that I have been a yoga teacher for a gazillion years. <laughs> I started teaching back in like 1999 before I was even certified. And then I got certified in 2001 and I've been, I've been doing it ever since. Right. Uh, and yoga is near and dear to my heart. And there came a time. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell like this, this whole story. So I used to have a yoga studio, an in-person physical studio here in New Hampshire. I had a studio for over 10 years. And then even when I didn't have a studio, I had different spaces, little spaces where I did spiritual mentoring and stuff in person. So it's been a while. I mean, it's been a while. I don't know how many years. 
I've been trying to figure this out. I mean, I'm sure if I looked in like, you know, my Quicken to see where last time I paid rent type of a thing, I could figure it out. But it feels like, I mean, it was definitely pre-COVID because I was already working from home. I was already working online pre then. But it's been a long time. It's been a while since I've had, I, I maybe five years or something like that since I've had a physical space outside of my home office, right? And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about, um, so here's the deal. I was letting people know that I have a fantastic new space that I'm kind of obsessed about. <laughs> and I've had it for a few months, but like I kept it under wraps. I didn't tell anybody because I, I'm the kind of person that likes to do something and then talk about it. I like to have time. I mean, there are a lot of people who like to share along the way and share while they're in process and whatever. And I tend to kind of like to do things and then talk about it or let people know about it or whatever. So I was spending time painting the place, getting the floors ready, like just getting the very, um, the items and, and the vibe and the energy that I wanted to create in there with the different colors and, and you know, the the statues, the Murtis, the Deities, with the things I wanted to, you know, kind of put around the, the artwork, all of it. And it's finally ready. And so I let everybody know. And I was telling them in the, in the introductory, the little, I gave people like a mini tour, like a short tour of the space. And I was letting them in on, I said, you know, in the video, there's a really fun story behind how this, this place came to be. And that's one of the stories that I want to tell you today. And I'm going to tie it into this universal theme that I have seen throughout my life. So one of the questions I get asked a lot is, you know, well, first of all, is usually about my happiness and how I seem to be a naturally happy person. And I just kind of laugh about that because there was a period of time in my life where I, I, I was not that happy. I fucking hated everything. I was really, really, <laughs> I was a teenager and I was angry and I was confused and I was missing my mom and life just blew up, you know, life just blew up after she died. So, you know, they used to call me like Mrs. Attitude, little Miss Attitude. I kind of had an attitude problem. Can you imagine that you guys? Um, but now you know, I've done a lot of work over the years. I've done a lot of work over the years to try and bring my mind uh, uh, from a place of love to a place of fear. Doesn't mean I always stay there all the time, but when I take a detour into fear, I'm, I have enough tools in my toolkit these days that I don't really have any excuses <laughs> to stay in a place where I feel like I've been victimized. You know what I mean? So where was I going with that? Uh... Oh yeah, I remember where I was going with that. So I get asked a lot about uh, my happiness. And then I also get asked a lot how I came to a place where I have um, a pretty solid or steady or whatever, I don't want to put words in other people's mouths, uh, relationship with the divine or God or source or spirit or the universe or whatever, whatever. I don't care what people call it. And I seem to be a person who has a lot of faith. And let me just do a caveat on that word faith. I think a lot of times certain words really get connected to organized religion and particular religions like Christianity and whatever. And I think a lot of times when people say that you have faith, they automatically assume that you are a religious person or a person of a particular uh, religion. And I just don't really fit in any boxes. I am a spiritual mutt. You know, so I, I I borrow from a lot of places. So my faith is mostly in the divine, in the power of love and in myself. Okay. And this is something I've had to, man, you know, work on uh, for a wicked long time, right? I'm 54 now. But 
one of the reasons why I have such steady faith is that I have too much evidence otherwise. I've gotten too many universal signs over the year. I have collected and gathered too much evidence that there is some sort of divine intelligence happening. And that uh, in, in, in a lot of ways, I feel like that even when things didn't go my way, I feel like I was still, you know, I'm still loved and that there is something greater than me. And, um, and so I just want to share a couple of stories about how I feel like that, you know, God, source, love, whatever you want to call it, the divine, the beloved is not only working for me, but with me and through me. As long as I slow down enough <laughs> to pay attention, to shut the fuck up, get quiet enough, to be aware enough, to attune my consciousness. That's why I always say in the morning, divine connection before Wi-Fi connection, right? Go online with big mind, go, go online internally, plug into source so you can light up like the little lamp that you actually are, right? So if I am, if I am the lamp, the divine is the electricity that lights me up. And so I just believe that, you know, something is constantly trying to help me get, get the fuck out of my own way. <laughs> and being, being the knucklehead that I am, I need a lot of extra help. But so my space, I'm going to tell you this story and then I'll tell you a couple that go back. Okay. Some really great stuff. So what happened with this space is this. So my, my new space is in downtown Concord in this building that I have been aware of for a long time because my friend Molly, my friend Mo Molly of Bedorable Designs and, and Molly makes uh, jewelry that is infused like with thoughtfulness and intention. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to make this jewelry. Uh, she has a, a really cute uh, creative space in the same building. Uh, it's like almost like a showroom. And then she has a, a workspace where she, you know, makes the hand, makes the jewelry and all that stuff. So I've been in this building many times because it's also right near the, the Concord Co-op, which is right down on Main Street. Uh, and, you know, there's no way you're a vegan in New Hampshire, especially a vegan of 20 plus years without spending a good amount of time at the friggin' co-op. So I've seen this building like many times. And then when my friend, when I, when I met Molly and found out she was a jeweler, I've had her make me some custom pieces for my one-to-one -one clients and my retreats and my events and stuff like that. So I'd been in the building and, um, every time I've been in her space, I just sit in there and I marvel at like the, you know, the almost floor to ceiling windows, practically, you know, it's an old Victorian building, like 1875 or 1845 or something like that. You know, the hardwood floors, like, you know, the, the mantle fireplace, even though the fireplaces are kind of boarded up, they don't work, but it looks just beautiful. So much natural light. It's like the perfect studio space for a creative. And then right behind her is a, another artist, Megan Burns, who I actually have a, an original piece of her artwork in my new space. But let me tell you, here's the story. And this is why it's so funny. Up until the moment when I found out that the space above Molly was available, um, first of all, had no idea it was available, had no conscious idea that I really wanted a space. The only thing that I can say is that I had been talking to a friend of mine who also has a space in another town here in New Hampshire. 
her and another friend actually share space in the same building, like um, not the same room, but rooms on the same floor. And I just was following my curiosity and I was just asking her about her space and how much rent she pays and all this stuff. And then I got the information and I thought, fascinating, because that happens a lot. I get curious about something. I follow my curiosity. I trust my inquisitiveness. And then sometimes I get the urge, get more information and blah, 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 blah. Other times I'm like fascinating. And then like I pack it and I like got what I needed to know. So I don't know if that, right? Having just recently had those conversations created, created some sort of yearning within me, but it was certainly unconscious. This is what I'm trying to say. So some part of me that is smarter than me, <laughs> that is attuned to universal guidance and uh, STOTJ, spiritual team on the job, that is listening for that inner voice on my behalf when my knucklehead might be a little distracted or busy or whatever. So that's the only thing that I could tap into something earthly that was maybe pointing in that, that I had been inquiring about my friend's spaces, not, not for me, but just about their spaces, right? So here's the deal. I'm at Gibson's bookstore, my favorite local indie bookstore in Concord. It's the best. Uh, and the owner, Michael Herman, is the best. So I was in there with uh, two two people, my friend Emily and um, and then also Lindsay. And we were in there, you know, talking in the cafe of the book area, the bookstore. And all of a sudden, Molly comes bouncing in. So the bookstore is like diagonal across the street from Molly's space. So it's really normal. And I often, if I'm in the bookstore, I often bump into her. She comes popping in. I don't know if she to get tea or coffee, whatever she's doing. And she's like, oh my God, because we hadn't seen each other in a while. She pops on over to the table. Uh, Emily and Lindsay were back at the bathrooms. And so I was sitting there by myself. She came over and she plopped down. She plunked down and we just started to chit chat. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, she literally, she just goes like this. Do you know anybody who's looking for a space? You know, like a studio space, like a little space. And before you guys, when I tell you, when I tell you that my mouth spoke before my brain was even aware <laughs> that I was online, all of a sudden you heard, I, I go, I am. <laughs> Like I even, like I surprised myself. I blurred out, I am. And it was literally like, I had to look around me like who just said that. And then it occurred to me that it came out of my mouth. And I thought, what is going on? Right? It was the funniest shit. And so I sat to ask more questions and I said, why? And she said, the space above me, you know, is open. It's available. And I was like, What? And I'm like, how long has it been open? And I start asking her a thousand questions because I'm a very detailed person. I, I like to find out everything. And then she says to me, if you're interested, I can get you in touch with the landlord like right now. So she, I'm like, yes. And then I'm thinking, oh my God, what is happening? I'm going to go home in like an hour and tell my sweetie that, hey, I might be getting a space. Like this is coming so out of the blue. And I already know he's going to look at me like, what is going on? Right. So she sends a text message. He gets back right to the, to the both of us, to myself and the landlord. He gets back right away, back and forth. And next thing you know, the very next day, I'm standing in the space. And I look at him and I just go, yeah, I'll take it. You guys, if you had told me 
26 hours before that, 24 hours, I don't know, an hour, an hour before those words came out of Molly's mouth and they came out of my mouth, I was like, it would, I, I was not consciously aware that I was seeking what I was seeking, that I wanted it. And it was so fascinating that some voice within me rose up and spoke on my behalf. This has happened to me so many times in my life. So it turned out perfectly and beautifully. And the space is so gorgeous. I can hardly stand it. And it's not like people keep thinking like, oh, you have a yoga studio again? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's just a room. It's a small, what I'm calling a small studio. So all the artists in the building call their spaces studios. There's also a therapist in the building. There's a historian in the building. There's a couple of therapists, actually. There's a massage therapist. There's a shaman. Like, it's the coolest building with the most eclectic, wonderful people. Such good energy in this building. And I feel, I, I don't, I am not one of those, uh, no offense to anybody. I, I just want to be clear. But I'm really not one of those people that does like, hashtag blessed. But when I tell you I feel so fucking lucky and blessed, that this space is now mine and I get to use it to offer some things. And that was the other thing. I really feel like there was this new creative outlet that was trying to come through me and it needed a space for it to happen. So you guys, if you watch this show, you see I'm always up here in my office. It's beautiful. It's full of light. I love it. I got my little fireplace heater over there. It's super cute, right? I, I love this space. And there's something magical about being able to go outside of your home. Uh, and I love working from home. I love working online. Do not get me wrong. But for many, 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 many years of my life, I have been an in-person, hands-on teacher and speaker and connector and communicator, right? So, um, so another thing some of you may not know about me is that besides being a yoga teacher, I'm also a Reiki master and I have been a Thai yoga massage person, a practitioner and a teacher of Thai yoga massage for many, many, many years. I think like tw over 12 years now. It's been a long time. So this is also another skill set. And what happened with this space is as I was in the space kind of figuring out where everything was going to go, my sweetie and I kind of realized that I had all these um, certifications and we were thinking, I'm like, should I frame them and maybe put them on the wall? Cause we were talking about the artwork and different things we get on the wall. And it occurred to me that I have like all of these different certifications in uh, like certified spiritual mentor, like certified life coach, certified integrative hypnotist, Reiki master, certified yoga teacher, certified gateless writing instructor. Cert like I have all the on and on, right? I have all these certifications. And while I bring all parts of myself to my work, right? Like no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm teaching a yoga workshop, leading a retreat, I'll tell you more about my upcoming retreat in a moment, like a retreat, whether I'm working one-to-one -one in the quest, one-on-one -on -one with, with a, a spiritual mentoring client, doing subconscious reprogramming, using brain science, spiritual mentoring, integrative hypnosis, whatever, or if I'm working in the nest in my group program, like all parts of me are welcome there and all parts of me show up there. But I don't do yoga, right? I don't do yoga in the quest, meaning physical yoga. I don't put my hands on people in those things because I work online, right? So I realized with this new space, this thing that wanted to come through me, and I realized what I wanted to do was to take like my 
40, you know, whatever years of experiences, like all the experiences I've had, you know, the spiritual pilgrimages I've been on to Egypt and the great pyramids of Giza and the Sphinx and to, you know, to the temples of Sekhmet and the cruise down the Nile going to Karnak and like all these incredible places and then traveling to England and, you know, getting to, you know, meditate within the, you know, Stonehenge and going to the Chalice Well and going inside Merlin's cave and like, oh my God, in Cornwall and going to Ireland and seeing all these, the Hill of Tara, right? All these magical and mystical places, all these journeys, all these adventures, all the suffering and the gathering of tools and wisdom and practices over these last, you know, I'm 54, but like I said, my, my spiritual journey started around the time I was 12 when my mother was killed. So for like 40 some odd years, I've been gathering all this experience and I realized I'm like, oh, I want to take all of my personal and professional experience as an entrepreneur for 20 plus years. And I want to bring it all together in an offer that I'm calling the experience. But you guys, the experience needed a space to be able to be, to be able to happen. I needed a cozy and safe and creative space for me to be able to offer the experience to everybody else. And I'm so excited. And it just went live yesterday on my website. And if you want to check it out, it's an in-person, three-hour, personalized, customized, one-of-a-kind adventure called The Experience. And you just go to karenkenney.com slash experience. You'll read all about it. But what I'm realizing is that something greater than me knew. And I remember when I had the opportunity to meet Oprah and Oprah said this thing that I will never forget. She said, God dreams a bigger dream for me than I could ever dream for myself. God dreams a bigger dream for me than I could ever dream for myself. And I realized I'm like, here we are again the divine working through me, the divine using my big fat mouth to say, I am, right? Like I'm looking for a space and then me being like, we are, we are, we're looking for a space because I'm telling you the energy that having this space has infused in me. And I just got, the first person just reached out to me. It's, you know, it was like 24 hours. I put out the offer, boom, somebody reaches out to me and says, I want to do it. I want the experience. Um, you know, it's been called like, you know, the ultimate act of self-care. It's been called self-care on steroids because you get to choose from all the different modalities that I offer, right? Like spiritual mentoring, uh, integrative hypnosis, Reiki, yoga, Thai yoga massage, gateless writing, like all these different things. So it's it, I'm only doing Thai yoga, head, neck, and shoulder massage. I'm keeping it up in that area. So whatever, if you're interested, you'll have to go and check it out and learn more. But the, you can tell I'm wicked excited about it, right? Because I now have a space and a way to kind of bring all of these things, yoga teacher mentoring. I'm going to be doing some yoga teacher mentoring in that space. Oh my God, private yoga, all of it. I, I can't even handle it. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> excited. But here's my point. Something smarter than me, something more divinely intelligent than me knew and spoke up and used my voice. And here's the part though. Not only did the voice come up, like I had to trust it, right? I had to be aware enough and conscious enough to understand what was happening, to recognize it, and then to have the courage to take that follow through, to check in and say, does this feel aligned? Does this feel congruent? And then say yes, and then cut that damn check for the rent, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to secure the spot. So I'm so jazzed. So that's incident number one. 
where the voice arises from within me. Spirit speaks, man. Spirit speaks and speaks on my behalf uh, and, in, and in my favor. Now, there have been times when people would say, you know, well, is your intuition infallible? And I'd say no, right? There isn't, there's a rising up in me and whether it's curiosity or a full-bodied yes, or it just feels like a gut instinct, like I have to do this thing. It doesn't mean it's always worked out uh, let me put it this way, in a way that I've expected or would have wanted it to. But things have always worked out in a way where I learned something from it. I got to know myself better. I understood some deep, deep spiritual principle better. I got insight into another person and their behavior and their trauma or whatever. So I count it all as a win. Anytime that I get to learn and grow and discover shit about myself, the world and others around me, I consider it a win. But my intuition is usually pretty like spot on when I'm coming from a place of groundedness and connection and awareness. And so in that case, I would say that I'm not going to say it's infallible um, in, in the traditional sense, but I will say more often than not, it does not lead me wrong, which leads me to my next story. So when I first became a yoga teacher, I spent a couple of years like kind of driving around from place to place, gym to gym, studio to studio, working for other people, renting out like, you know, rando spaces to like hold my classes, helping make other people money. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden one day it just occurred to me like, this is stupid. <laughs> like I, if this is what entrepreneurialism is, this, I don't know about this, right? I knew I wanted to work for myself. I knew I wanted to make my own hours. I knew I didn't want anybody else telling me what to do. And I knew I wanted to do it in my own way, with my own voice, my own words, my own creativity, my own vision, all that stuff. Knowing, when I say own, 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 like me, 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 knowing that, right, a healed mind, as A Course in Miracles tells us, does not plan. Meaning that it doesn't mean you don't have a plan, but you don't make the plan yourself. And so much of my life, I have not been making the plan myself. I've been listening to and getting guidance from I would what I would call uh, Holy Spirit or spirit or the inner teacher or spiritual team, right? So when I decided like, I'm like, this is stupid. I don't want to keep driving around for chump change and making like no money and making 25 bucks a class. Like this is bullshit, right? You pack a room full of like 40 people for somebody else's studio and you make 25 bucks. And I was like, hey, I don't know about this. I don't, I don't know about, about how th this is working out for me. You know what I mean? So I wised up and, um, but I had no clue. I, I had no clue. I'd never been a business person before. I never made a business plan. I never wrote a business mission statement or whatever. I just knew that I had an idea. I had a vision. Um, and mostly it was just that I didn't want to keep doing whatever I was doing. And whenever I start to, like my sweetie often jokes that when I say, yeah, I don't know if I want to keep going to that class or doing this thing. He's always like, oh boy, here we go. Because he knows change is coming right down the track. But this one even surprised me. So this is in 2002, the end of 2002, or the, maybe the very beginning of 2003. Um, I'm driving home from Concord from having teaching. This is when I used to live in Northwood. And I was driving home from Concord, heading home to Northwood. It's like, I don't know, like 9.30 at night and or 9 o'clock at night. It's later than the average bear, right? 
and I'm driving and there's a, there's a traffic circle in Epsom. And some of you, if you're a local listener, you might know this, this very traffic circle. Now, normally if I was going home, straight home to Northwood, I would go around the traffic circle, not take the first exit. I would take the second one and then just keep going straight, right? So I would basically just do half a circle, continue going straight. When I hit the damn traffic circle, all of a sudden I hear a voice inside of me say, take a right. <laughs> Again, it's one of these moments where you're like, what? Who's talking to me? Like, what is happening? But the feeling is so strong that I can't ignore it. And this has happened to me before, and I'll tell, I mean, it's happened to me many, many, many times, but I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell two other stories perhaps. But so it's like, take a right. And I'm like, holy shit, okay. And I bang a right. I don't know why I'm driving down 28 South. I just know that I'm doing it. And I drive down like, I don't know, maybe a quarter of a mile. And on the right-hand side, I see there's like a little, I don't even want to call it a strip mall. It's not even that big. It's like this little, little, space like a quirky little building and on one side of the building the lights are still on and I'm like it's like a Tuesday night and it's like nine o'clock at night like who's still doing business I don't get it and I see on that side that it's a lawyer's office and I see on the left hand side that um those the the, the front window is is dark because there's nobody in there and it says for rent and I'm like huh this is probably why I heard go right. So I pull up my car and I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? So I knock on the door and it turns out the lawyer is in the office and the lawyer turns out to be the owner of the building. And he lets me in. We sit down and shoot the shit. I tell him my idea. And he says, okay, well, the space is open. And I said, well, would you care if I painted the walls? He's like, no. He showed me the space, you know, I said, would you care if I put in carpeting or whatever? He's like, no, I'm like, okay. I said, I'll pay for it. You know, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to make his space look better. He's like, sure. I said, but here's the catch. I don't really have a lot of money. <laughs> I was a girl with a dream, but I was broke. So he says to me, you guys, this is what I'm talking about. I have too much proof. I have too much evidence of universal signs. I have too much evidence that something greater than me is working on my behalf. So he says to me, here's what we're gonna do. And you guys, he cuts me this deal where he says, the first month you can pay this. The first couple of months, you can pay this amount for the rent. Get your feet wet, try to get this business up and running. And he said this to me, I like you, you're a good kid. That's what he said to me, I like you, you're a good kid. I wanna give you a shot. And so that's what we did. And that's how I got my very first studio space up and going. And I was there for many years. Uh, I had some, I have so many memories of that first studio and I loved it so much. Um, I've, oh, I have so many memories. I'm just having a moment of nostalgia. I get a little emotional. Uh, I just the people who came to that space, the friends that I made, the people who believed in me, and I'll never forget, I'll never forget. This is when, you guys, when I first started my studio, there were like no studios in New Hampshire practically. There was like one out in Merrimack that had been there for a long time. Um, I think it was Rosemary. I don't remember, Rosemary. I can't remember her last name. That was Rosemary Space. Um, I think there was the yoga center was in Concord. And maybe there were some classes at the Y or something, but it's not like it was now. Like it when after after I had been up and running for a long time, it was like downtown Concord. There were like eight studios within two miles of each other. But I was like one of the first people 
to be starting a studio. And so I'm out in the, I'm out in Epsom, first of all, off the traffic circle. <laughs> and when I'm first getting my space ready, the, you know, there's a hair salon behind me. So it used to be the old post office, right? So there's a hair salon be behind me. And so these old people would come in to get their barber, you know, their, their haircuts, the, you know, the, the, as they call it, they would come to get their hair set for the week, you know? And so my door would be open because I'd be painting and, and somebody would see, you know, a little looky low, a little nosy nose would stick their head in and go, oh yeah, what are you doing in here, you know? And I'd say, oh, it's it's a yoga studio. And they'd go, yogurt? You're going to be serving yogurt here? And I'm like, no, yoga. Like that's how much of yoga was not yoga and not around. As people were like, yogurt? I'm like, oh my God. So, okay, that's story number two. So what's the lesson there? First of all, I'm attuned enough now at this point because I just had too much evidence that when a voice within me wells up and speaks, right? And I often say this. So in A Course in Miracles is a great line that says the voice, you know, the ego speaks first and it speaks loudest and it's always wrong, right? I, I add that piece. It's always wrong. So there are voices that feel desperate. There are voices that feel really urgent. There are voices that feel like hurry up, like scarcity and fear and lack and competition. That's not this voice that I'm talking about that I heard within me. It's very calm. It's very directive. And it's very just like point, point blank, go right. And the way that it feels and sounds, and I often say to people, I'm not... Um, you know how there's like clairvoyant and then there are people who hear things, people who feel things, people who see things. I tend to, um, I call it having word impressions. It's the only way I know how to say it. Once in like once in a blue, 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 blue moon, I experience it almost like a voice. Other times it's more like a word impression on my brain. Like the words are just there. And people have, um, said to me sometimes when they've heard me speak on stage, they'll say like, you just start talking like you're channeling. And I'm like, okay, well, in that case, th those are like word impressions for me. I just trust it. And I just open my big fat mouth and go. <laughs> so, but I had to trust, go right. I had to build up enough um, willingness to listen and then having the courage, you know, to take that aligned action, to take that congruent action, to trust it and to trust myself. And one of the ways that I've been able to do that is many, many, many years of DSP, daily spiritual practice, which we're talking about in the nest this month, which I'm wicked excited about. So the DSP, daily spiritual practice, daily dedication, determination, discipline, and devotion of sitting down, shutting up, getting my mind quiet so that I could actually be aware and present to what was happening in me, through me, around me. So I cannot recommend it enough. There is a reason why that one of the first books my one-to-one -one clients get is called uh, you know, take your time, the wisdom of slowing down, because it's in that slowing down and in that space where you actually can see things hear things, um, feel things, make good choices. Because when you're really anxious and scared and overwhelmed and, and, and uh, in a place of fear and um, pressure, it's like the front of your brain where you make good decisions, it shuts off. You get hijacked by your anxiety. So I've learned many tools over the years to get quiet enough. 
And I want to share this with you because I want people to know that we all have access to this. I, I am not special. We all have access to our inner teacher, which I would call the voice for love, the memory of God's love, the, the, call it the voice for God, call it whatever you want to call it. But there's a part of you that is in constant communion and constant contact with higher intelligence, divine intelligence. And we don't always take advantage of it though, or pay attention. So that's story number two. So I end up doing that. And then the other one is, um, and this happened, I've told this story like many times, is when I was in uh, California, like when I first moved to California and I was really suffering and I was still miserable. This is before there were coaches and life coaches and all this stuff, but there was Marianne Williamson. And I was in a bookstore one day and I was over in the, 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 you know, the, the workout section, let's call it that the fitness section. And I was checking out like, you know, the, the, the Miss Olympia mag and the muscle mag and like workout and all that stuff. I was really into, you know, I was a personal trainer. I was really into fitness and stuff like that. And I was back in that section when all of a sudden I heard a voice say to me, um, you should go to the self-help section because you could use some help. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but my spiritual team is fucking funny, wicked funny. And I was like, okay, clear direction. So I wandered over there and I've told the story many times in Marianne Williamson's book, A Return to Love. Literally, literally, I was the only one in the aisle. There was no reason why this book should have fallen off the shelf. It fell off the shelf and landed at my feet and I picked it up. And that was the beginning. That was the beginning of how I found her, how I read her, how that book is the gateway drug to A Course in Miracles, how I came to A Course in Miracles. And it was how I found out that she did weekly lectures in Los Angeles. And for many years, I could not go to them because I did not have a car. I took the bus everywhere. And one of the first things I did when I was finally able to get my first vehicle um, is I started going to hear her speak. And then history moves on. But the point I'm making, you guys, is I just have too much proof. I have too much evidence. There are universal signs that are all around us. I, I have clients who have said to me, you know, when, when we first talked on the phone about working together, I really wanted to do it, but I was scared. Like I was nervous. I was like, oh, am I up to the task? Am I ready? Am I really ready to do this work? Because I know you're not going to, I know you're going to, um, you know, um, She's like, I know it's always weird talking about yourself, but I'll just put it in quotes. Okay. She's like, I know you're the real deal. This particular story. She's like, I know you're the real deal and that's what I want, but it also scares me a little bit. And I said, that's okay. I'm like, you know, we had a conversation. She said, I'm like 90% sure I want to do it. I said, Hey, sleep on it overnight. Trust yourself, follow your curiosity, trust your intuition, trust your inner voice, and then let me know. And like, I'm not kidding you when I say like 15 minutes went by and she texted me a picture and she's like, you're not going to believe it. She's like, I was sitting here thinking about it and wanting to do it so bad, but feeling nervous and, you know, wondering if I was really ready. And this truck pulls out in front of me and she's like, and I was so pissed because it was like the truck cut me off. And she goes, and I look up at the truck and on the back in huge letters, it says K and K, KK. She's like, I had my sign. And I was like, see, like I just laugh because this is how it works. And the last thing I want to say is a lot of times, right? My clients will say to me, oh my God, since I've been working with you, it's like I'm seeing, some people call them coincidences. Some people call them synchronicities. I call it, you know, spiritual team on the job. There's lots of different ways of saying it, S-T-O-T-J. But a lot of my clients will say, well, since I've been working with you, it's like, I'm seeing, I'm seeing stuff everywhere. 
And I say, okay, let's, that, that's awesome. And thank you for sharing. <laughs> I love hearing those stories always. Who doesn't? I said, but here's the thing. It's not like all of a sudden your spiritual team got better at their job. It's that you're actually now slowing down and paying attention. <laughs> so you're seeing them more. It's not like, oh, like God took a break, you know, went on vacation, uh, flipped the sign in the store window, be back in 15, you know? No, it's that you're now attuning in. You're now getting more aligned and congruent. You're now waking up. You're noticing yourself and your life. You're present. And when you're present, like the present is the only place that healing actually happens. The present is where we experience the magic and the love and the possibility of healing. And when you're in that space, it's like all of a sudden it feels like sometimes you're in a different world. So you guys, I've just had way too many universal signs to not pay attention and to not listen. And it has given me so many incredible opportunities. Everything from my first introduction to right to Marian Williamson and A Course in Miracles to my first yoga studio to now this beautiful space. And I'm not kidding you, you guys. When I could tell you, I could tell you story after story after story after story. And I just have too much evidence. I have too much proof to not believe in it. And there might be some super scientific people that would say, oh, so much of it. And it's true, right? Like 95 to 98% of our decisions are coming from the unconscious mind, right? Maybe there are things that are happening scientifically that are outside of my scope of understanding, but here's my very honest and unscientific answer. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> All I know is that it works for me and it has been a gift in my life. And I plan on continuing to trust that whether it is my, my subconscious mind or whether it is my intuition or Holy Spirit or gut instinct or divine guidance or spiritual team on the job, I don't really care what it is. I just know that it is and that I trust it. And it's something that I believe all of us can get more sensitive to in a good way, more aware of, more finely attuned to. If we make knowing ourselves and how we respond as a full-bodied yes versus a full-bodied no, et cetera, et cetera. All work that I do, right? In the nest and in the quest and in the experience and all that stuff. Um, okay, I think I'm gonna stop there. I hope this has been helpful. I bet you all, whoever's listening, if you can hear the sound of my voice, I have no doubt that you have your own stories of evidence. You have your own stories of universal signs or synchronicities or coincidences. And I'm just telling you, you know that awesome feeling you get when you're like, holy shit. It feels like almost a miracle. And a miracle, as A Course in Miracles would call it, is a shift in perception in your mind from fear to love, a shift in perception, right? In how you perceive perceiving from a place of love instead of fear. That is miraculous. And when I am in that place of love, all things become possible. The world opens up to me. You see the world and yourself and others differently when you are perceiving through that lens. So it does feel miraculous when you move from this conditioned, uh, habitual program thinking of the world and you open yourself up to something different, something maybe better, something more loving and more kind and compassionate towards ourselves. So you guys, I hope this was helpful in some way. And I also want to take this opportunity to announce um, one of the other things. So besides the quest, which is my one-to-one -one work, 
um, in the Nest, which is my group membership and community. I now have an in-person offer, three-hour offer called The Experience at my new space in Concord. And then I also have um, the Own Your Magic Retreat. The Own Your Magic Retreat, which is happening in April, Friday, April 14th through Sunday, April 16th, 2023. And it's happening at one of my most favorite places, which where I always hold all of my retreats. I have a longstanding relationship with this, um, with this place. And it is the historic Mountain View Grand Resort and Spa up in Whitefield, New Hampshire. It is a historic hotel in the, um, in, in, in the White Mountains. It is surrounded by a vista of mountain views. It's nestled on like something like 400 acres. It's beautiful. There's even a little red barn, you guys, and they have alpacas and they have, um, they have alpacas and they have llamas and they have bunnies and they have sheep and they have goats and they have chickens <laughs> and they have little animals you can pet. <gasps> I can barely stand it. And I specifically choose this place for a lot of reasons. There's been a lot of transformations that have happened in that room, in the presidential ballroom over the years. And I'm so jazzed. And by the time you hear this sucker, it should be up and live on my website. And uh, it's probably just going to be karenkenny.com slash own your magic. I think that's what it will be. Um, it might just be karenkenny.com slash retreat. I don't know. We're putting the final touches on it today. Either way, it doesn't matter. Just go to karenkenny.com, look on the home page, look on the navigation bar, and you should see a word that says retreat. And I would love, I would love for some of you to join us. It's an incredible place. It's going to be an incredible experience. Uh, you can read all about it on my website. I don't want to take up too much more of your time because you've lasted this whole time listening. Uh, so just thank you so much for being here. I will tell you this. It's going to be an incredibly transformative weekend bringing together all of these different modalities I've been telling you about. It's going to have like, you know, um, discussions, group discussions. There'll be like fireside coaching chats. There will be yoga classes. So the, so the somatics, the somatics part of it, the body will be involved, right? Obviously heart, mind, and spirit. There's going to be um, guided relaxation and like in just incredible work, you guys. And you're going to leave it. You're going to leave that weekend. Hopefully, this is my vision. I can't tell you what you're going to do because you play a part. Like you, you have your own role in this. But the possibility of owning your magic and uh, transforming your story to your glory and loving yourself and seeing yourself, perceiving yourself differently. And uh, when you own your magic, this is when magic happens in your life and in your business. So I'm super duper excited and I hope you'll come check it out. So you guys, thank you so much for being here today. I love you. I celebrate you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to all my stories. I hope you had some takeaways that were helpful to you. And look, if you're like, hey, all of this sounds great. I want to be able to trust myself. I want to have a deeper connection with myself and with source and with spirit. I'm not sure how to do that or blah, blah, blah. That is why I tell you about my business and these things that I offer. Because this is the work that I do in the world. So if it calls to your heart and it piques your curiosity and you want to know more and you want to do more, man, go to my website, check it out, sign up, let's talk, okay? So wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment, yourself 
better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. (laughs) I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite part was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.